0: Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. So anyone watching the Super Bowl tonight? Anyone excited about the Super Bowl? Anyone a San Francisco fan? Raise your hand. We have anyone, no, zero. Okay, one, two. Anyone uh, a Chiefs fan? Are you a real Chiefs fan? Are you a wannabe Chiefs fan? Okay, all right, if you're a real one. Now listen, listen, I had to give up my sports teams. I'm gonna say Tim Barton hasn't given up all his sports teams, that's a little aside. But uh, I gave up all my sports teams. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. <laughs> 7 and 10. Come on, baby. 7 and 10. This is Atlanta. This is coming, but this is Atlanta. And uh, But listen, 7 and 10. We were 7 and 10 last year. This is painful. It's really painful to be an Atlanta Falcons fan, I'll be honest with you. It's more painful than being a Carolina Panthers fan. It's, 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 uh, they're both painful. I got to say right now, but, uh, anyway, <laughs> listen, if you're an Atlanta fan, Falcons fan, God be with you, Lord help us. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll get through it. But it really, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's so crazy what we boast about, right? We boast about our, our football teams. We boast about our, <clears throat> Uh, kids' achievements. We boast about our, man, our, how religious we are. Look at all the work we're doing for God. You know, we can boast about a lot of things, but <laughs> my seven-year-old grandson, he was in the service first service, He's, he turned to my wife, Lizanne, he goes, Mimi? Because he heard me say a lot of words. And he goes, Mimi, isn't the sermon all about, we shouldn't boast about what we do. We should just boast about what God does. You know what? That's it. <laughs> Go home, church. Go home. <laughs> Remy summarized it for you. That's all we got to need to know. And do we believe that? You know, we, we can't boast about our works, our life, our name, but we will boast about Jesus and his great work. So we come to uh, the end of chapter three. You might be excited about that. We're making some accomplishment here. We're gonna keep going in chapter four next week, but we're at the end of chapter three, and we'd encourage you, bring your Bibles or your handhelds because it's great to see it in the context. No? <clears throat> and uh, if you will open up and look with me at God's, Holy Word, this is um, Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 27. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. (laughs) By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith, apart from works of the law? Or is the God of the God, the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles, since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. This is God's holy word. May we submit our lives to God in his word. Amen. So Paul here is continuing his teaching on justification by faith. And last week, Tim taught us, that there is a righteousness that we can depend upon. And he said this, in summary, our salvation is a gift of God's righteousness apart from the law to all who believe and all through the work of Jesus. Really, this is a teaching that Paul keeps reiterating, talking again about this beautiful doctrine called the justification by faith. Now, so what is? Those are fancy words, aren't they? So what do they mean? Justification. Well, I have a non-technical definition. If you're a you're a seminary professor, forgive me. This is non-technical. Okay, don't judge me. But justification has two aspects. It means this. Just as if I never sinned, and just as if I always obeyed. Do you know what that means for you? If it is just as if you never sinned, guess what? You are forgiven. I am forgiven. Every sin, past, present, future, has been wiped clean because of the work of Christ. But secondly, not only are you forgiven, he credits to your spiritual account his perfect rightness, his righteousness, his standing before God, because he obeyed every law and fulfilled it perfectly and died and took a death that we deserved upon himself. And he, because he has won the the war, he can credit to our accounts, not just you're forgiven. This is better news than being just forgiven, You have the righteousness. You are, as one guy in early prayer says all the time, the righteousness of Christ. Not because of your works or anything you've done or anything you can boast about, but because of Christ and Christ alone. This is the beauty of his work. And then it's justification by faith. Faith is a very important word and sometimes we don't really understand. It's not like just a hope. Or, uh, man, I'm dreaming about this kind of thing. No, it's a security, a confidence in the work of Christ in that when we receive, faith is kind of the instrument or tool by which we receive God's work, his justification, his forgiveness, and his righteousness. So let me just illustrate that for you. Is um, Just recently, I got a few nice notes in the mail, the snail mail, uh, from you guys. Thank you. And they meant a lot. But I had to do all this work to get them. You know what I had to do? I had to walk all the way down to my mailbox. I had to open the mailbox. I had to grab those letters. And, man... I had to carry those all the way back in my home, and then I saw who they were from, and they were to me, not to Lizanne, and I opened it. Man, it was all that work. Well, that's a silly illustration, right? But you get the point. It's like no work. I mean, when you get a kind love letter, I mean, if you get a bill, you're not so excited, right? Uh, Another bill. But if you get a love letter from, like, from someone who cares about you that you didn't earn a reserve, it can almost change your life. It can change your heart. It can change how you feel. It can make you extremely grateful. You see, faith is just simply apprehending the work of God, opening your heart and life to what Jesus has done for you and receiving it. That's all the work you do. What do you have to boast about? And the answer is, class, what's the answer? Nothing. Nada. Zero. Canadians say Zed. You have that much to boast about, and so do I because it's all Christ's work, but you have the opportunity to boast about Christ. So this is the beauty of the passage here. So the um, um, so question here is two questions, and we've already dug into it because I got excited and went ahead. Is, <laughs> the questions are, what is excluded and who is included? Verse 27 then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. You know what excluded means? It means not allowed. At the Super Bowl tonight, there are referees, believe it or not. And they, will, they are there to maintain order and make sure that the rules of football are maintained, right? And when they are not, they will throw a yellow flag. And, uh, is it yellow? Yeah, I'm getting old. Dog and they'll throw this flag up and uh, you know they'll say personal foul that's excluded and they'll they'll call and they'll make their call and basically what they say goes here paul is saying look don't you realize this your boasting about any of your good works is excluded it's not allowed it's like Paul is throwing a yellow flag as a spiritual referee saying you're boasting or placing your confidence in what you do is out of order. And, and there's a penalty there, the penalty. You're not going to thrive or flourish when you do that. You might think so, but it's, it's your own human flesh, your sinful flesh that, that causes you to do that. So he goes on, 27, by what kind of law? By a law of works, no, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. You see, we get more clarity when we see a similar passage that's familiar to some. It's from Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Paul says it in First Corinthians chapter 1, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. You see, here's the problem is since the Garden of Eden, we all want to contribute. We want some Credit, some bonus points, if you will. We want someone to say, man, you worked really hard, and we want God to say, and because of it, maybe you're a little bit better than that next person. Paul says, that is excluded. That is prohibited. Don't you know that all your even good works are like filthy rags? Because you do them, and then you sin. Look like it, but my good works. If you trust me, now that's life-giving, and that's going to change the way that you view others and how you love people you may not like, how you serve. As Tim said earlier, when it's inconvenient how you give your life away, how you face addictions and things like you're like, man, I can't control this, God. I need your help. And by the way, we're all addicts in a certain way. That's another sermon. But listen, trying to keep the law of God and give yourself credit is what Paul says over and over again throughout the book of Romans. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. But also in verse 31, it's interesting, he says this, do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means, on the contrary, we uphold the law. In essence, he's saying here, if you think that I'm saved and I'm forgiven of my sin and I can ignore God's laws and do what I want. Listen, think again. Jesus said in Matthew 5, for example, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus underlines the fact that the law of God is important and good for us and applicable today. He did not come to save us and do away with the law. That's not what scripture teaches. He came to fulfill it. And do you know why Jesus came to fulfill the law? Do you know, church? Why? And here's the answer. We cannot keep it perfectly. We cannot fulfill it. We can try and try again, and we should try to keep the law, but we will continue to fail. But there is one who did keep the law of God perfectly. His name is Jesus. Do you know him? See, we're still required to keep God's laws. Throughout the New Testament, he says it's good for us. So look, at whether you're a Jew and you're like, a Jew says, hey, I am all about keeping God's laws and my religious abilities and all the good works that I do, and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I am what you might call a law keeper, a religious person. And and, and Paul says here, personal foul. <laughs> You're penalized. That's not allowed. And then, but he says, says to the people, and by the way, this could be Christians as well as non-Christians. No, I don't want to, I want to be independent of God. I really don't want to keep his rules. And so I'm going to cut and paste and make the rules I think I want. And then, you know, I have, I believe in the seven commandments, not the 10. Because about three of them are problems for me. Look, what does Paul say? Personal foul. <laughs> That's not prohibited. That's prohibited. That's not allowed. So he's saying here, in essence, what is excluded. It's either you're trying to keep the law, you're law-keeping, or you're law-breaking. It's either your religious your religiosity or your irreligion. And by the way, Christians, again, can go both ways. So we can't all go, it's the non-Christian, it's the lawbreaker. No. Have you ever broken the law of God? Mm. If you haven't. <laughs> well, we know the answer. Only one has not broken the law of God. So what is excluded? Our boasting about law-keeping or law-breaking is Excluded. Not allowed. But secondly, who is included? Verses 29 through 30. Every person, both religious, those who rely on our own works and efforts, and the irreligious, those who want to stay independent from God and say, no, I'm a law to myself. I'm going to make my own rules. He's saying... If these people come to me by simple faith, trusting my works, they are included. And by the way, did you know, this is the beautiful thing about Christianity, and this could be a whole path that we could explore apologetically for, Christianity is the most inclusive religion on the planet. Because, listen, why? You say, well, John, that doesn't seem right. You have to go through Jesus. See, there's only one way to salvation, and that is all correct. But listen, this is why it's the most inclusive religion. All you need is need. All you need is nothing. What did we say earlier? What do you bring? What do you boast about? What? Nothing. 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 You get zero boasting because of your work but lots of boasting because of Christ work but Christ the beautiful thing is he includes all these silly law keepers and when we get religious and we think we're doing better than we can and we start judging others or we want to get a little smug or blah 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 we penalty not prohibited. we are but God still includes us if we by simple faith say, Lord, I need you. Yes, I fail. Yes, I struggle with this. I trust in your work alone. Or for if we fall into law breaking and you get the, it's the same, God accepts the law breaker. The person we would say, oh, that can't, he can't be a Christian. She can't be a Christian God accepts the person who humbly comes and contritely repents, believes, and obeys Christ. So, who is included? <laughs> Every person who trusts in him. Our boast is in Jesus' work alone. Look at verse 29. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles Also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one, who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Remember, Paul's talking about Jews and Gentiles, and in his terms, he's talking about the whole world, all of people. And he's Gentiles, as every non-Jew, and the Jewish people as well. And he's saying here that, Um, Yes, the, the Jews often struggled with pride and they thought their religious, their ethnicity or their religious works earned their favor over the Gentiles. And God says, no, I include both those who are circumcised, this is the Jewish people by faith, and the Gentiles, the uncircumcised through faith. Both of them I include. And if they have need and realize their need and they turn to me and trust my work, I include them. This is why Christianity is the most inclusive religion on the planet. And so we, another way of saying all this is, and I love the illustration that Tim shared last week and shared before, is, and... I won't get it perfectly, Tim, but it's close. There's a line that God, God places for those who would be acceptable to him and received by him. And it's right here, and it's perfection. Okay, and there's the line. You've got to get there. But listen, what did the Jewish people do? Those, again what our verse says, circumcised by faith. They said, hey, compared to those people, we're so much better. We, we are very close. We keep 613 daily laws, many of us. We have the law of God. We have followed God. God has chosen us. We are different and so we are close to God and so he's gonna accept us because of our works, no. No. But then um, there's these people over here. They're the Gentiles. And again, remember, Christians do the same thing, not just non-Christians. And, and they say, oh, ha, we don't have to believe in God. Well, I don't need God. Why do I need God? And by the way, we're going to do what we want. We're going to have happiness. We're going to find really what life is all about. Like as after the AFC championship, Travis Kelsey, he dates someone who's a little popular. He said this. This was his one-liner. <laughs> I thought it was so emblematic of the Gentile mindset. Although I don't know where he is. Maybe he's, on I don't know where he stands. But he said this. The one thing he says, I thought he was going to say, well, we're going to lift up Jesus as my Lord and Savior and thank God. No, it wasn't that. He goes, we're going to fight for the right to party. That was it. That was really deep, man. I really want to follow that guy in my life. And I don't know where Travis is coming from. God bless him. Save him, Lord. Work in him. But listen, if you've ever lived in a life of party long enough, you will know. You could do anything the world has to offer. You could be, a.k.a. Taylor Swift. You could be the most popular person in the world, a.k.a. Taylor Swift. She's apparently more influential than anyone on the planet. Taylor Swift, come on. I mean, I I don't know either. I don't understand it. it. I say what? But listen, when it comes down to it, and I've lived a few years and experienced a little bit of this, You could have the most money, the most party spirit, do the most fun vacations, have the most incredible friends. You could spend billions of dollars and have it all and fly in your Learjet and go to the Super Bowl and have the big box seat and everyone's got the camera on you and everyone's saying, that's the person you want to be. And in your depths of your heart, you are broken, lonely, and it's all vanity. And you know it. At some point, every person who lives as the Gentiles realizes that. So look, that's prohibited, but Jesus accepts the humble not the proud, the person that says, look, yeah, I've I've been a breaker of laws. I've been a keeper of laws. But I realize I need to turn to Christ and him alone. I need Jesus and his grace. I need to be justified, which means what, class? Just as if I never sinned and just as if I also obeyed. If I have that, I have everything. Man, I can... I can rest absolutely free and content and live a different life that way. So, question today for you. <clears throat> As we come to communion, is your, the brokenness of your sin more that of the Jewish person? I want you to be honest. Have you, have you condemned anyone this week, or this past month, in your mind even? If so, you are like the Jew. You need to repent. You think you're better. I don't know why you think you're better, but you think you're better than whoever you are judging. And by the way, that's a poison you don't want to hold on to because it's going to start to tear you apart. And that's the Jewish law, the law keepers. It's a tough world to live in. But listen, the law breakers are no easier. Independent of God, doing what you want, being a law to yourself will not bring you happiness. Even though, as Blaise Pascal says, all people Strive for happiness. This person is striving for happiness, but they will not find it. Guaranteed 100%. They will not find happiness. But listen, it's not about having your circumstances all together, as we say all the time here. But if you know Christ... And he's justified you. And you have been forgiven. And you have the righteousness of Christ. In fact, you are the righteousness of Christ. You can face anything in your life, anything. And in your heart, you can know the battle, the war is already won. I know the end of the story. Are you trusting Christ? It's not about your amount of faith, just simple faith. Turn to Jesus and trust Him. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at The Vine CC. Have a great week.